Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help nurture growth. Hey, 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 welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking home ownership because it's my homeowner-versary. So this time last year, right before the pandemic, I purchased my very first home. And I want to talk about 10 expenses that you need to be prepared for as you think about purchasing a home or those things that you may incur within your first year of home ownership that can have a major impact on your budget if you did not plan for these things in the beginning. So of course, myself being a financial educator, I had a spreadsheet of all these expenses what could happen? What do I need? I'm going to need furniture. All the things that go into purchasing a home, your down payment, your appraisal. But there are some things that we don't think of. And I want to talk about that today. So, of course, like when you're going out and you're wanting to purchase a home, you're typically working with an agent. Um, and, and sometimes you get a really good agent who will explain everything to you. They'll tell you all about the taxes. They'll tell you if there's an HOA. They'll talk about school districts. They give you all the nitty gritty. But there are some agents out there who don't go into detail. So this is why it's important to start compiling and doing the research on your own. So, of course, let's talk about that process. You signed a contract. You found your dream home. What are those next steps in between, right, that are financially impacting? The number one thing, right, this is what some people don't know, earnest money. That's when you're signing a contract and you're putting some money down to say, yes, I am going to go in on this deal. And that money is typically sitting with the title company until your closing date. And then it's tied in or deducted from your closing costs. Depending on the price of the home, um, it can be anywhere from 1000 to a couple thousand dollars. So definitely be prepared for that. Now it's not additional expenses because if you have to put $10,000 down in your home, they will subtract that earnest money that you put down at the very beginning. So another thing is more so your closing costs. Of course, I always recommend when you're going to get a mortgage, make sure you compare with various mortgage companies. Why? Because those fees will look a little bit different depending on the vendors that that mortgage company is using. So let's talk about the appraisal, right? (laughs) Depending on the company you're using, you can pay $300 to 1000 for an appraisal of your home. And it's really up to you to, to ask those questions to that mortgage company, to that loan officer, what expenses should you expect to see on your settlement statement? And depending on the title company that they're using, uh, those title expenses can be a little different. Now, something, one thing that people don't realize is that you can change the title company that's being used. So you can search around and use your own title company. Um, typically, you don't get to use your own appraisal company. The bank typically will choose the appraiser, but you may want to ask, hey, what does that average expense look like so that you can plan out because you will have to pay that out of pocket. And again, it's not included at the very end. These are things that you're paying along the way. So let's speed it up. We're getting up to closing day. You're closing on your dream home and then bam, right? You're reading over the settlement statement. You see all these different numbers and fees and taxes and homeowners insurance, right? 
And let's talk about homeowner's insurance because some people don't necessarily understand how expensive it is. So if you're living in an apartment right now, you may be paying for renter's insurance. Renter's insurance is fairly cheap, typically anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks a month, right? But when you're purchasing a home, think about the insurance company. They are insuring your home and homes are expensive. They're insuring that If anything happens to the home, they're going to take care of it. They're also ensuring that this mortgage company is going to get paid the value of that home, right? What it costs to rebuild. And so typically what you're going to pay for for homeowners insurance is going to be in the thousands per year. So plan for that. And if depending on if you have an escrow account set up or not, you may have to pay that up front and have it taken out of your escrow when I did my mortgage, I did have to pay for my homeowner's insurance um, up front. And then now that I'm in the home one year, my mortgage company paid for the second year out of my escrow account. And that escrow account is really a separate account that your lender is having for you to pay your taxes, to pay um, PMI if you have it, so the private mortgage insurance, or to pay your, your homeowner's insurance. So shop around and get the best rate for your homeowner's insurance because there are some companies who will tell you excessive amounts. So I always say it's best to compare three companies when shopping for anything, not only homeowners insurance, but let's say you're looking at all these numbers, you're getting a bit overwhelmed, and then now you get the keys to your home and bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) What do you do? Here's something most people don't realize. When you are purchasing a home, it doesn't matter if it's brand new. It doesn't matter if you purchase it from someone who only lived in a, a one year. You need to have that in your budget to get all the locks changed. So you don't know who had a key to that home before. You don't know who made a copy of those keys. And it's typically inexpensive to rekey. It can be anywhere from 20 to 30 bucks per lock. You can call a locksmith and have all the locks on your home rekeyed. You should definitely do that as a security measure. But it's that's something that it's it's a bit unexpected if you don't think about it beforehand, but it's also inexpensive. So make sure you have that on your list. So you're moving in your home. You definitely want to secure your place. You need security cameras. You need an alarm system. Make sure you're writing those things down. Make sure you're doing your comparison. How much are these things going to cost you? Are you an ADT person? Are you a Nest Cam person? Are you a Ring doorbell person? Like, right, the doorbell cameras. You have the cameras in your backyard. There's so many things that uh, can go into home security. So have that on your list. Write out what those what those um, charges could look like. And then gosh, I, I don't know. I've, I've lost count, right? So I came on here with a list of 10, but I'm I'm naming things that are coming to the top of my head or that aren't even on my list. So I want to go on to your, your home maintenance items. So when you're thinking about what it takes to maintain a home on a monthly basis, so many people don't realize <laughs> the little things and those little things add up, right? So we just talked about home security. Of course, you can buy your own cameras, you can buy a doorbell camera, but if you're going to have a service such as ADT, that can run you 50 bucks a month, 75 bucks a month. And that's another added expense. Your lawn. Are you living in a a townhome? Are you living? Did you buy a condo where you don't have to worry about that? But if you purchase a home, the lawn is typically your responsibility. So then you have to think about, well, hey, am I going to buy a lawnmower? Am I going to buy a weed whacker? (laughs) Or are you going to pay someone in the neighborhood to mow your lawn? And so I live on a smaller lot. So it doesn't 
take much to mow my lawn and I I end up paying less than 100 bucks per month. But if you end up buying a bigger property or a property that has a larger lawn, you could probably pay a little bit more depending on how fast your grass grows. So some neighborhoods will say, hey, like make sure you're mowing your grass every two weeks. If you live in an HOA, that's another expense we're going to get to, a homeowner's association, right? They typically have rules and laws that you have to abide by. So if you're in an HOA, sometimes they may have in the bylaws that you have to have your lawn mow weekly or biweekly or something to that nature. And so as we're transitioning to that topic, that's one thing to to ask, right? When you're going into purchasing the home, if you're looking at the home, hey, is this house a part of a homeowners association? Because if you're in a homeowners association, typically there's some added benefits. You may have some sort of clubhouse or you may have some security in the subdivision. And along with all of those amenities comes fees. And those fees can be be anywhere. I've seen as low as 20 to 30 bucks per month to a few hundred dollars per month. That's an added expense that's typically not what you're budgeting for when you're purchasing the home. But you need to understand that, especially as you get down to that closing day. And then even afterwards, like, are these things that you can afford in your budget? (laughs) Think about it. I'm like, I haven't even named that many things. And it's like, okay, in addition to paying a mortgage, now you have to worry about security, your lawn, HOA, uh, your appraisal, like all of these things, right? I haven't even gotten to the best part. (laughs) So if you're listening, make sure you're writing down all these amazing things so you can be prepared to walk into your first home. So when I purchased my home last year, one thing I wanted was smart lights. Of course, Some people will say, hey, that's lazy. You can just get up and turn on the light. But I wanted to be able to control the lights from my phone and I purchased smart locks. So you can go into your phone, you can open the door, lock the door. You can do everything from your phone with your security system, from your cameras. And so even with the lights. So if I am in another part of the house and let's say I forgot to turn off my office light, I can go right into my phone and turn the lights off. Smart lights are a bit costly. So instead of the traditional light bulb, that is what like two, three bucks, you may pay 15 bucks per light bulb. And think about where do you want those smart lights in your home? I put smart lights in my driveway, so my the front of my house. So as it as the sun comes up and the sun goes down, I have it set so that my lights will automatically come on. And then inside the house, I do have them set. So, you know, I have it linked to my Alexa. I can, you know, say, Alexa, hey, turn off the lights, turn on the lights. Or So it, it's a really cool feature. So you have to think about what are those smart options that you want in your home as well? And what will it cost you to really maintain that techie lifestyle? So thinking about the interior of the home, Are you going to paint your home, right? Most of the time, if you're purchasing a brand new home, the walls are are plain white. You may not want that. You may may want something a bit more like neutral color, like the vanilla, the beige, the grays. So you have to think about that. And depending on the square footage of your home, painting a home can cost you a pretty penny if you're going to have it done professionally. So that can be another three to six thousand dollars, depending on the size of your home. Now, many people are listening and saying, hey, that's something I can do on my own. Yes, but (laughs) do you have help to do that? I can tell you right now. So when I purchased my home, 
I, I moved in literally right around the time the lockdown was happening. So, so many places were shut down. So many people were not coming out for business calls. People were backed up. So I decided to paint my powder room or the smallest bathroom on my own. And I decided to paint the office on my own. Probably the worst thing I could have did because it was just difficult, time consuming, of course, with everything else that was going on. And now I have to find out how am I going to reach in these crevices? Did I do the line right? Does it look crooked? And (laughs) actually, so many people have came over and they said, oh, my gosh, you've done a great job. I've gotten compliments. But think about your entire home. Painting one room is probably nothing. Are you going to paint your entire home? Do you want to pay someone? Is that in your budget? How much does paint cost? What's the best paint to use? So many questions surrounding that. And so we're still talking about interior. I'm thinking of things that I changed in my house. So one thing I changed I did not like was light fixtures, ceiling fans. So traditionally homes have the ceiling fans that have the four lights. I was, I'm I'm more of a techie person. I like smart lights. I like LED. So I did purchase ceiling fans that have the remotes and they're LED. So you don't have to change out light bulbs. I absolutely cannot stand changing out light bulbs, especially in the bathroom. You know, you have like your vanity lights and typically four or five lights. And then if one of those light bulbs goes out, you're just in the mirror looking crazy. So in all of my bathrooms, I change those out to LED lights. So those are the the lights that you don't really have to change the bulb that light fixture is supposed to last for years (laughs) and so we'll see if that holds up to the test and so gosh I'm looking at the list I'm like I haven't gotten to the best part but let's talk about those blinds and those curtains I have so many neighbors who do not have curtains in their home they don't have blinds in their home and I'm like what the heck is going on? I'm walking down the street and I can see right into your living room. I can see all up in your kitchen table. And um, here's one thing. If you want nice blinds, if you want nice curtains, those are also a pretty penny. They're expensive. I did not realize how much drapes could have cost. Think about how many windows are in a home. Now, I'm in a three-bedroom home. So three bedrooms, uh, three baths, and an office. And I, that's something, okay, let's go back to the blinds thing. Blinds are, are expensive. Um, when you're purchasing a home, you can negotiate blinds into your contract. So if you're, especially if it's a new home and you have a builder, you can negotiate that. So I was able to negotiate blinds because I was like, I, get, I got a quote and it was like $2,000. And I'm like, for blinds? And then I, I was asking around, like, do, do people really still buy blinds or are they just using curtains or like, what's the deal? And some people do both. And I wanted to do both. So I negotiated that. I didn't have to pay for that, but I did have to purchase curtains, curtain rods. You think about how fast that can add up for the different rooms in your home. Make sure you're planning for for that as an expense. And then we're going to talk about appliances. So typically when you're purchasing a home, depending on if it's new or pre-owned, most most of the time you will get like your your stove, um, or your microwave or something, your dishwasher, many times you will not get a refrigerator. If you're purchasing a home that someone else owned, they may not want to leave a refrigerator. And this is something that I found out that I was quite upset about. Refrigerators are expensive. I remember going to look at a refrigerator thinking I was going to pay like a couple hundred bucks. And yeah, you can find something for five, six hundred bucks if you want a small rinky dink refrigerator in your home. (laughs) It's probably going to fall apart in the next year or two. Um, But yes, over a thousand bucks for a refrigerator. And I was like, are you kidding me? 
So <laughs> make sure you're planning that out. Make sure you have some smart ways to pay. Maybe you have credit card rewards, gift cards. If, you're, if it's a new home, you can negotiate that into the deal as well. You can even try to negotiate with a pre-owned home. If the refrigerator is there while you're viewing the home, sometimes the seller will say, hey, the house does not come with appliances or the house does not come with a refrigerator. You can negotiate for them to leave some of those appliances there. So think about that as well. I unfortunately was not able to negotiate the fridge just due to some other things I was already adding into negotiations, but but that's a good thing to to look out for because again, another pricey thing that people typically don't expect to pay for. The most expensive thing on the list. And I'm sure so many people are already aware of this, but the most expensive thing is furniture. Furniture is so expensive when you're purchasing a home. Think about your sofa. Now you need rugs. Now you need coffee tables. You you may need beds for these other rooms in your home. Um, Dressers. I mean, there's so many things. And, and those little things, again, they add up. So yes, granted, you can take the same furniture that you have now in your apartment or wherever you live into your home and slowly transition into new things. But sometimes people don't want to do that, especially if you're purchasing a brand new home and you're starting over. You're like, oh my gosh, I want new this. I want new that. You may want to purchase like pillows and all these nice things. You want your home to be nice, right? And so, of course... It's, it's going to add up. So make sure you have a spreadsheet, have a list, what you want, the things you need, um, and how much it's going to cost. Because I was already expecting the whole furniture thing. There's some things where I was like, okay, now this, I was not expecting this, but I've learned my lesson. <laughs> um, and, and then some things are only once. So really like you may, you like this whole changing out the light fixtures and smart lights, that's not really a necessity to get your, your home going. Actually, some of these things are, are, are not, uh, you can do bit by bit, but just want to give you the heads up. Think about your home supplies, right? I have three bathrooms in my home. So here's the thing. I was in an apartment before. And so I was always purchasing items just for my one bathroom. So the hand soap, we're talking about the toilet freshers, like those toilet blue drops. I don't know the name of them. You drop them in the back of the toilet, it makes the water blue. Uh, all the smell goods, your toilet paper, your paper towels, your hand towels. Well, now I'm in a home and I have three bathrooms to purchase all these things for. So when I'm in Target or Walmart or whatever store it is, now I'm having to purchase multiple packs. So when I'm sticking the, my little freshy Lysol freshies in the toilet, now I got to do it for all three. Now I have to do the the um, blue drops in all three. And now I have to put toilet paper, make sure we have toilet paper in all three bathrooms. So yes, um, not a major expense, something to, to really keep an eye out for when you are getting ready, ready to purchase a home. 
those are so this was supposed to be my top 10 things it's actually turned out to be more like 15 things <laughs> so if you've gotten this far thanks so much for tuning in and listening so I wanted to share those as I was going through my first year anniversary in my home there's so many other tips I would love to share with you as far as home maintenance we'll have to do that on another episode so thanks, thanks so for listening for stay in. connected with Angel online on Instagram Twitter and Facebook at Miss RMBA that's M-I S-S-R-M-B-A. Be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones, motivation, and money.